I, I've got. A, I've actually got a major crush on Asim. He's such. He's he's a man crush guy for me. Hello and welcome to Offscript by Hey Radio. My name's Josh Nesbitt and I run a software consultancy based in Leeds. For the second episode of Offscript, I sit down with Harry Roberts, a front-end architect and performance engineer. I also run All Day Hey with Harry, so the theme for this episode is running a conference. In this episode, we talk through what it takes to put on a conference and kind of how we got there. So that's enough for me. Enjoy the episode. So I'm sat here with Harry Roberts. Yo, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? All good, all good. Cooling down after uh, that onslaught in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. So um, so me and Harry have known each other for, I think it's eight years now, maybe it's a bit longer. Possibly longer. Eight, nine years. <clears throat> yeah, so um, this is only the second time you've ever cooked for me, um, which is crazy. Yeah, um, stunning. For two massive foodies, you spend a lot of time together. Yeah. It's mad that... You've only cooked for me once, though, which is worse. Because you're a better cook than me. Well, I wouldn't say that, but we kind of we need to fix that. I feel absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm sat in Harry's kitchen, uh, and uh, and really the the, the kind of um, the the theme for this one is, is running a conference. Um, so which, which we do, don't we? We which do. We that. do. Yeah, we're coming into our fourth <coughs> year of running a conference together. Jeez, which is kind of mad, really, because um, I think when I when I first mentioned it to you, we were both in a similar mindset, um, but I didn't think we'd be here four years later, still still cracking on. No, it's been great. I mean, um, well, we're both kind of, for different reasons, involved in the conference scene, but yeah. when we got approached, or when you got approached to run one, and then in turn approached me, I don't think we realised what it was going to become, and just how much we'd enjoy it and get invested in it, I guess. No, yeah, so um, so the, the conference kind of started between me and you, so I, I, I ran a, an event called Hey, um, and then uh, in 2017, uh, Leeds International Festival got in touch and said, how do you, how do you feel about this? Um, and I came to you and I said, I, I'm, I'm interested in doing this, but... Um, you know, I kind of want to collaborate with someone, and, and obviously you uh, you're on the conference circuit, so it made made sense, really. Yeah, we well, I mean we cover both sides of it pretty well, don't we? You as a conference organizer, me as a conference speaker, so a dream team. Yeah, I think uh, I think knowing both sides pretty uh, helps quite a lot. I think so. Yeah, pretty uh, and as we just worked out as well, which I'd forgotten, <clears throat> the Hay event that you run. I'd forgotten that way back when, was it like 2014 maybe? 2013, 2013, yeah. I was your first ever speaker. Yeah, I think it was June 2013. I think we've known oh. each other for a year or maybe a bit longer. Um, yeah, it would have been a tiny bit longer, but... I think yeah. I was just like, hey, uh, do you want to come and speak at this thing that I'm doing at the Fabersham? That would have been one of my first ever talks. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. Um, it would have been really early in the uh, speaking career for me. I, I could work it out, actually, but... That's weird. I reckon it was in the, in the first 10, I reckon. I kind of had a feeling you'd been talking a lot longer then, but I guess it's just... I was just like, well, he'll come and speak at my small little event and, and we'll see how we get on, really. And, yeah, who, who would have known back then we'd, uh, we'd end up doing a conference together? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it mind. looks like it was in the first 15, at least, but yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, honoured. Absolutely yeah. honoured. Um, so, um, for those that don't know know you, um, do you want to just kind of uh, maybe just talk a little bit about seven? It was the, it was yeah the seventh conference like, the seventh thing I ever spoke at was uh, was your event. That's nuts. I, yeah. I had no idea that was, was <coughs> seven. That Jeez. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it was it was kind of you know I remember on the lineup it was you Andrew Nesbit and uh, I think it was me as well. I mean, was I, it, I mean, oh, was it Dominic from Dominic? 
Oh, maybe it was Fastly, yeah. yeah. yeah but they weren't Fastly at that point. Resource. It was Resource, yeah, yeah Resource. Yeah. And obviously they sold later to Fastly. Man, that's been, a, that's been a bit of an adventure for them, hasn't it? I know, yeah, absolute blast from the past. Yeah. But we'll talk about them another time. Yeah. So this is about you. <laughs> oh, no. um, <laughs> so, uh, so do you mind just kind of, for those that don't know who you are, just, uh, just give a bit of a summary of how you got here? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess web developer by trade, but for the last six years now, been self-employed, um, specialised a lot in sort of front-end, mainly CSS architecture, design systems. But the last two, maybe three years now, I've very deliberately focused on front-end performance. So yeah. faster applications are uh, all sort of happening basically between between the server and the uh, the, the user's eyeballs. Uh, all of that realm, I focus on optimizing that on a fairly consultancy basis. Yeah. Um, I think we met each other through <clears throat> just mutual web developer pals in Leeds, I guess, didn't we? So Yeah, I think you said it was um, Jamie Mason, who I used to work with at Crisp Thinking back, yeah. in, back in the day. Back in the day. And we've collaborated on a couple of things together, which has been good. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, we've, we've both hung out and worked on stuff, which has been quite quite a good mix. Pretty decent, eh? Indeed. Um, so why, why more of the performance side? Um, why did you kind of uh, specialise? Um, after many, well... Excuse me. Several years of CSS architecture. Yeah, um, it reached a certain maturity. The landscape started changing. Um, so just for me, it was kind of I'd, I'd done a lot of it, and I wasn't I wasn't getting bored of it. That's not the right phrasing, but yeah. I would say that it was something I was getting very comfortable with. Um, alongside that, I'd been doing a lot of performance work, sort yep. of incidentally for clients. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, found it fascinating, um, and it's also a little more especially as a self-employed developer, yeah. focusing on things like performance is a bit better for business, if yeah. I'm honest. It's a very visionary client that will sign off a design systems project because mm -hmm. they're looking two to five years down the line. A web performance project, you know, it's immediate returns. So it's quite an interesting proposition from a, from a self-employed developer's point of view. Yeah. Uh, from, a, from a business point of view, uh, it makes a lot of sense for me. It's typically higher value projects with um, more immediacy and more business buy-in, I yeah. guess. So, um, some of the recent clients you've worked with, just uh, for the record? Um, <clears throat> well, the most recent that people might be familiar with um, was Vitamix, the, right. the, the fancy blender company. You'll notice that it may have sold me a freebie a sat in the kitchen. in the corner of your kitchen right uh, now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vitamix worked with them uh, late last year. That's probably the most pertinent performance client. Yeah. And they were just wonderful. Did some really incredible work together. Um, great team based out in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so yeah, went out there, hung out with those folk and did some really good work. Nice. Um, that was a really fascinating client because we could tie things very closely to their own KPIs. So, yeah. you know, how does the load time of a specific image affect bounce rate, right? Yeah. When you're looking at the recipe pages, you know, do we get greater engagement on the recipes if the hero image loads sooner? Yeah. We can measure that forensically and prove that, yes, if we can get it to load within half a second, bounce rate is at its lowest. So yeah. that's the kind of stuff we focused on and it was, it was tons of fun. Uh, but beyond that, it's I do actually tend to very very fortunate tend to work with quite a lot of household names. So um, Google's a client, uh, BBC iPlayer worked oh, right. on worked on the iPlayer web app, making that faster. Um, so yeah, very very fortunate. Worked with some pretty interesting people, all with different kind of problems as well. So yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, whether that's in the e-commerce space or entertainment. Uh, for my sins, done quite a lot of work in the betting and gaming industry. Yeah, because sure. they're really keen on performance. Um, so yeah, a nice, a nice, healthy variety, I guess. And alongside that, you obviously speak at conferences as well. Um, yeah, so a lot of my day-to-day -day work leads to uh, research, first-hand research, um, 
a lot of thought pieces, yeah. uh, open source, etc. And that's lent itself well to um, more of a hobby. I wouldn't say it's part of my job. It's more of a, a thing that I really enjoy is uh, yeah speaking at conferences, yeah. which I guess is another part of of our involvement in all day hair, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I think, um, I can't remember how we first started talking about it. So I think, I think we were talking about that kind of conference idea. I think we were knocking it around a little bit for a while, maybe. I think I'm almost certain that we had probably even just over a pint at some point mentioned, yeah. wouldn't it be cool? Um, and then I think when the uh, lift sort of thing presented itself, it was a case of, well, yeah, here's, here's, here's the chance. Yeah, I think it was like, hey, Harry, someone someone wants to back us on this. And, I, and then we were like, well, we can't really see a, a good reason not to. to yeah. And that's someone, <clears throat> excuse me, for any, uh, LIF, Leeds International Festival, LIF, um, the organisation under which All Day Hay sits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd have been daft to turn that down, wouldn't we, really? Uh, we get a lot of great support from them. Um, dare I say, it's just a great safety net. We get um, support, both kind of well financially and and sort of support kind of i don't know moral support to an extent organizationally i guess in yeah, a, in a way. Yeah. yeah logistical stuff to an extent um and it just allows us to focus on running a really really great event yeah absolutely um i was just chatting to martin dixon actually who uh, who is marketing manager for the for the bid before i came here and um we're, we're one of the original we're actually the only original event um, from when the festival started um four years ago OG OG um, Lyft. So yeah, we're we're OG. We're Lyft. the only ones that have weathered the four-year storm. <laughs> Check us out. <laughs> yeah, so it's quite it's quite interesting because back in uh, back in when uh, Lyft started, um, there was um, a, a friend of ours called um, Nat, Natasha um, mm-hmm. Saysalem, um Kind of got in touch with uh, with us and just said, you know, this this Lyft thing's going on. Um, you know, I'm helping curate the, the first version of this festival. Do you want to get involved? And we we're like, well, yeah, um, that sounds good. Obviously, we we thought it through. A little bit, yeah. About, um, about, about eight minutes. Yeah, about. I think it was about eight <laughs> minutes. Um, and then, uh, and then you know, a few years down the line, we've kind of knocked things around and, and perfected it a little bit. If uh, if I dare say, perfected. Maybe that's not the right word. Well, uh, no, we've honed it, right? Because yeah. I mean, with our combined previous experience, like you running um, regular meetups, yeah. And do you know what? It's a bit more than the meetup, isn't it? Because there are quite large scale events that you run, um, and me speaking at so many events. I don't think we really ever struggled, right? No. We never, we never found it. There were no really surprises. We knew what the formula was. Yeah, we knew how to run an event. So I think we've honed it in the last four years. We've sort of refined things, and um, I mean, I, I think it's completely fair to say it's a very low budget event. We don't have a lot of cash to play with. Um, yeah. We're grateful for every penny we get, but we try and maximise everything we can and really focus on hosting and showing people leads. I guess that's something we're really passionate about because yeah, it is number one best city in the world. It is indeed. Um, I think we're both ambassadors of that. Absolutely. Um, I, I think, um, you know, it was kind of one of those things where we sat down and we're like, well, well you know, you, you know how you want to be treated as a speaker and you know exactly how you want to, the kind of day to go for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly know how I want attendees to feel when they're, when they're sitting in the audience. So I guess together we kind of banged their heads together and, and came to the conclusion that the event as it is now. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we do strike a perfect balance. I don't take on any of the operational stuff. I yeah. don't do any of the venue scouting, booking venues, sorting AV, that stuff that I wouldn't even know where to start. And mm. luckily you're incredibly well versed in that. Mm. Conversely, I got loads of pals who are speakers and I'm just like, hey, can you come and do me a favor and speak in Leeds? And <laughs> yeah. nearly all of them. Uh, well, everyone says yes, unless they've got, you know, calendar clashes. Yeah. So uh, people put a lot of faith in us, but 
I dare say we deliver. I think we yeah. do a good job. It's not. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not that that easy for me just to reach out to some of the contacts <clears throat> that you've obviously met along the way, and uh, and it's it's kind of great just being able to have a have a direct line to people that you you know you really trust and and you love hearing speak. So that's a really good point. Actually, it's the trust, isn't it? Because we want to put on a good quality event. Yeah, and you know, a lot of conferences try and have CFP only or invite. Yeah. only first-time speakers and that's that's fantastic that's great for the industry but i think for the the kind of what we're trying to do is deliver people that we know to be incredibly good speakers yeah. either insightful or entertaining or, or usually both um but a, a great value yeah and me having a line into these uh, very esteemed people it's just great that a lot of them will be like hey harry do you know what you don't have a budget to pay us but yeah. we know you we like the sound of it we'll chip in and um we couldn't run it. We couldn't. It wouldn't work without them, would it? No, absolutely. And um, uh, and on, on the um, on the opposite side of that, we do we do have the opportunity for people who are new to speaking or, or maybe aren't on the circuit to come and speak. We have, we have the lightning speakers um, slot, which we have uh, three slots every year. Yeah, confession. Uh, this is my fault. When I was when we uh, Josh booked the venue and we had X amount of hours of venue available. It's a, a commercial cinema, right? So we get kicked out when they need to start playing. I don't know, Fast and Furious ninety two. Um, <laughs> And then uh, I, I just kind of made a bit of a mess of the schedule and realized we had quite a lot of time left to fill. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Um, so we did just had the idea, well, in the middle of the day, let's invite three people who've either maybe never spoken before or yeah. never had a chance to speak at something quite so large. <clears throat> and we have three 10-minute slots for lightning speakers. And that's always proved fascinating because we don't ever put them on the bill, right? So no one ever knows what they're about to talk about. Yeah. It doesn't have to be tech-based either. It could be anything. We had... We've had PTs on stage. We've had people talking about how they use Scrum and Kanban to manage uh, sort of mental illnesses. Yeah. Um, we've had um, people talking about organizing meetups. And it's always a good surprise for you and I as well because yeah. we give them complete free reign, right? You just, you got 10 minutes to talk about whatever you want. And then I guess our pal Ryan, yeah. <clears throat> in fact, Ryan, shout out to Ryan Townsend. Um, he'd never, ever spoken before. And I approached him like, hey, Ryan, do you fancy doing your first ever talk? And yeah. he's like, yeah, when? I was like, well, um, next week and this is on I think a Friday maybe a Thursday Friday afternoon I was like yeah it's, it's next week could you have a talk ready for uh, for this time next week and he did he wrote a talk delivered an amazing talk and now he's got a speaking career all over the world hasn't he he's been yeah. he's been around a bit yeah I quite like that I mean similar to the Hay events you know I like giving someone a stage that could launch a career or, or could launch a hobby of, of theirs really um, mm. Uh, I think it was off the back of Ryan. Actually, we got um, got Chris the following year, who um, is now your your PT. Actually, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. Chris, if you're listening, what I just cooked, Josh, was a lovely, healthy salad, some lightly grilled fish, and and we drank water. Yeah, there was no duck fat involved whatsoever at all. No goose fat roast potatoes. <laughs> no honey roast carrots. Definitely <laughs> no fatty duck breasts. Mm. But. Chris did do a fantastic talk, also <coughs> a mental health funny time, talk, which is funny actually because it's it was not funny, but it's it's quite interesting to hear someone outside technology um, kind of have a very similar experience with mental health and and talk about it in the same way that we do inside the the industry. Really, what I found really really amazing about Chris's talk, and we'll put it in the show notes. It's ten minutes and it's absolutely worth your time. Yeah, um, just how thoroughly researched it was. This guy's never worked in tech, but he did all the research. It was very it was all citable research. It was all factual studies you know all backed up by the numbers yeah and he specifically researched the state of mental health in tech and then tailored a talk to an entire audience of people he'd never interfaced with before which is an amazing effort considering he's not really someone who would have normally got on stage and, and delivered a talk like he did and he was hilarious yeah he was he's funny. a sweetheart uh, uh, yeah he's been training me since about june now 
Yeah. And uh, I can't get enough of it. He's great. So that, I think that's the nice thing, you know, we, we can we can help uh, people who want to get into a speaking career kind of get on that ladder, I guess, mm. in that way. And as well, I mean, I've spoken at over 100 events now, but my first ever speaking gig was offered to me by Front Trends, incredible conference in, in Warsaw. Right. I'd had no speaking experience at all, ever. And the end of 2011, they emailed me, hey, Harry, we've read your blog for years. Have you, how do you fancy giving a talk? And I was like, absolutely not. Who does that? <laughs> Who? No one wants to get on stage and give a talk. After about a week or maybe two, I deliberated and, you know, chatted it through with pals and I was like, yeah, do you know what, I'll, I'll do it. I've never spoken before, but if I hate it, yeah. at least I know I hate it and I'll never do it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they completely, I was in front of 470 people, they completely put their trust in me. Yeah. I've yeah. never given a talk before. Um, was that off the back of the, <clears throat> the blog at the time then? or? Yeah, absolutely. It was purely and simply from blogging and probably open source work. Yeah. They were like, look, we, we, we know you know your stuff. Yeah. You've never delivered it in a talk format. Um, but you know, We'll, we'll fly you out to, uh, to Warsaw. Um, funny story, actually, Jamie Mason, who we mentioned at the top of the show, yeah. um, they, Front Trends offered me a plus one ticket. Right. And uh, I didn't have like a partner at the time. So I was like, oh, Jamie, do you want to come with me? So I took my pal Jamie, but um, of course your plus one is assumed a partner. So um, we had to share a hotel room <laughs> for, for that. Getting cozy with him. And it led to um, quite a few high profile people in the industry believing for a good couple of years that me and Jamie were a full on couple. Oh, right. Um, I don't think he was ever into the idea, but I, I was warm to it. You just went along with it for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's just draw it back to, um, to the festival for a minute because um, I, I feel like we should give them a bit more of a mention based on the fact that they have, have bootstrapped the conference with us really. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's in its fourth year and they've been really supportive of us. Um, basically, we just kind of send send a kind of initial budget over of what we're thinking about and they kind of just trust us to, to run it really which is amazing i think that sort of autonomy is is not to be ignored i think it's Gemma, who we work with she doesn't let us get away with anything right so she's very shrewd and she's very on it absolutely which is great she yeah. keeps us in check yes but as soon as we can justify anything she's like look we trust you we just need to know what's going on yeah of course. so that mutual kind of trust that mutual uh well they give us autonomy <clears throat> and it just means that you know we can Send over a obviously accountable but you know initial budgets. Yeah. Get the yay or nay, and yeah. then we can just crack on them and get to work. Yeah, I mean, rightly so. You know, it's, it's you know it's, it's their cash, so yeah. uh, you know we should we should probably justify that properly. They need to know where it's going. <laughs> exactly, um, but no. So because of that, I think we've managed to um, to put on some really good events over the last few years. I think I think our favourite part is always um, well, one of the favourite parts is the speaker day. Yeah, I mean, so it's customary. I think I'd say 75% of the conferences I've spoken at, it's customary that you get your speakers dinner, right? Everyone goes and meets each other before the big day and all the speakers can get to realise, or not realise, so we get to know who they're speaking alongside. Um, Unfortunately, because we don't have the budget to pay full speaker fees, um, well, because of that, we'd go all out on the speakers dinner, which... Yeah. I know you and I take very seriously. Shout out to Ox Club. Yeah, they've been for taking care of our speakers. They've been fantastic. I think it was around the first uh, the first conference we said basically, you know, look, they're, they're going to come over here and they're going to they're going to really kind of trust us to put on a really good conference for them. So the least we can do is feed them and, and maybe get them slightly tipsy, possibly. I mean, the food and drink scene in Leeds. I mean, it's Leeds International Festival. The whole point is we yeah. want to get people into this city. <clears throat> One of the strongest thing the Leeds has got is its food and drink scene. Absolutely. I mean, we want to be ambassadors for the city, really, in the, in the way that we want everyone to know how good Leeds is. And the way to do that is to take, show them some of the best places to lead. Leeds. by example. Yeah. The nice thing about Leeds is, genuinely, it's got the nicest hospitality staff. Yeah. So what happens is you go for your speaker's dinner and the 
the staff at Ox Club genuinely are there to make sure we have a ball of a time, right? They're not yeah. just, oh, we've got this corporate group in or whatever. It's like, hey, look, everyone, here's what you're eating. Let's design you a menu just for this evening. Yeah, and that's the coolest thing, right? I, so, I still can't forget the, the the moment Jeremy Keith just picked up that, that beef <laughs> rib and started gnawing it in the middle of the table. Uh, I think Jeremy Keith said it was the best speaker's dinner on the circuit, and he's no stranger to a speaker's dinner. So oh, yeah, high that. praise indeed. Um, it's also worth noting that the speaker dinner is not paid out of the bid money. I want to be very clear about that. <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. And we don't mind it because it's because we get to eat there as well. Well, you know, they're, they're, we're just so grateful that they've given us, um, you know, the speakers have given us their time and, their, and you know, it is, you know it's, it's a good three, four, maybe five days out of their schedule to come and speak at the conference. So it's the least we can do, really. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we I don't know, you and I, we like similar things and we like looking after people, I guess. And that, sound, that sounds very grandiose um, to say about yourself but we we understand that we are hosting people right we're inviting people to our city absolutely we don't just leave them to don't fend for themselves and yeah so um so it feels like a good time to actually mention what goes down on on the day so um as you as you alluded to earlier um i'm mostly event logistics and you are more <coughs> speaker logistics and uh client entertainment should we say yes well um, what happens on the day is josh gets up around probably 4 30 a.m <laughs> i get up about five hours after that <laughs> go and meet the speakers and walk them to the venue which miraculously is all set up and ready to go yeah it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so like let's let's walk through a bit more because i my my day isn't as interesting so i, I get up i get i get to every man um you know we start loading at about 6 a.m with uh, adlib who are the fantastic uh, av technicians that's so good they're so good and they're so professional they just kind of get on with it they don't really ask any questions they just know what you need and they just crack on um, so as you said, by the time that you arrived with um, with the speakers for tech tests, about ideally around eight pm, eight pm, eight am, um, you know it'll be kind of everyone will feel pretty comfortable and relaxed, and there's no stress, and, and hopefully it's just a case of testing things. Yeah. yeah. Um, another good thing we've got is that by virtue of who we're inviting to speak, they're all absolute professionals. So oh, yeah. There's very little handholding. Yeah, oh. I can just trust the speakers to arrive the break before their talk, do a do a tech test. Um, What's nice is when people, when the speakers start arriving at the same time as the attendees and that buzz yeah. as everyone funnels into the venue. Yeah. Um, yeah, the day itself is such plain sailing. Well, I mean, you know who we need to mention now. The reason the day is such plain sailing. Yeah. Or Phil Hawksworth. Oh, God, what a babe. Oh, yeah. He is, a, he is an absolute hero. And um, he's been with us on this journey for, since, the, since the first day, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm beginning to suspect he only does it for the food. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. If, if that's what we have to do to keep him coming back then I'll, I'll keep doing that all day long what a sweetheart yeah Phil's great he um so Josh and I we're kind of I wouldn't even say the face of the event we we run it we organize it we don't pay for any of it and then um Phil comes and actually hosts it all so, <laughs> so. <laughs> we just put our feet up um no but Phil Phil's been with us like you say since day day dot and Phil's um one of the most thoughtful um diligent and considerate MCs I've ever seen. Absolutely, yeah. He, uh, he's he so, genuinely listens to I, talks. And I, he just, he may, when you're speaking to him, he has so many, you know, he makes so many notes in his little notebook and, and he, he just gets it spot on on stage. Yeah, and and also, I mean, he is, in his sort of spare time, a stand-up comedian. So he's help, doesn't it? also brings the lols. Yeah, I think I think for that reason, I never want to be on the same stage at once with him, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he would ever target me, but... So yeah, Phil's been Phil's been with us since day one, and uh, he he very kindly said he'd come back uh, this year, which I'm I'm super excited about. Oh, absolutely, yeah, can't wait to see him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then the day itself, just like I say, it runs itself because we've got absolute badass speakers on stage. Yeah, um, they're normally all relatively technical speakers, but we do like to tease different bits of creative stuff in there. Yeah. Um, 
we've got we've got a bit of a surprise for everyone this year. I was going to say this is going to this is actually going to go out after we've done the the um, the announcement. The so if you if you want to mention who we've got this this um, this year's <coughs> conference, that'd be amazing. I don't know if I dare say it. I've not said it out loud yet. I know I've, I've kept it quite quiet too. Should we do it? Let's go. All right, do you want to, should we run down? Okay, so we have Phil. We have Phil emceeing. Phil's emceeing. Yep. So who we got first up? Uh, we're doing it in order. Uh, we don't have to. Yeah. So <coughs> really test you. So by the time this podcast goes out, 100% of people have been announced. Everyone will be announced. All right. Well, we've got um, Vitaly Friedman. Huge news. So Him and his million followers coming to join us in Leeds. Uh, Vitaly. Hopefully not, because of... we only have 230 tickets. So I really hope <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Vitaly's going to join us. Uh, he is the co-founder of Smashing Magazine. Um, probably the publication for digital professionals, I guess, or yeah, certainly I'd, I'd web definitely. development professionals. Um, we got... Uh, uh, Simona Cotton who is yep. um, she is super smart and incredibly engaging speaker um, we've got uh, Ellie Schutz who is going to be speaking about internationalization um, Ellie is just a bunch of fun so looking forward to seeing her yeah uh, my pal Asim you've not met Asim yet have you I'm so excited to meet you see this is the thing right this is how it works so you come back to me and you're like oh we've got the best we've got the best lineup I can't wait and uh, and you tell me all these stories of these people you've met while speaking at events and you've met you know while while traveling and stuff and I'm like they sound great but until I meet them I can't really you know <laughs> yeah, and obviously no idea really what they're like yeah and obviously they're all absolutely charming and, and, and professional and amazing and, and yeah so I, I've got a, I've actually got a major crush on Asim he's such he's, he's a man crush guy for me <laughs> uh, um, the first time I met Asim I don't think we ever once talked about work we just you know he instantly just pals with someone yeah um, so we get to see each other a few times a year. So I'm really excited to have him with us. Asim's talk's really cool as well because that ties into the the festival um, theme quite well actually because he's talking about you know green green versus grey code and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, very future friendly, looking at the environmental impact, which is should be on everyone's minds at the moment. Um, yeah. So that's going to be a great talk. Yeah. We got Charlotte Dan, who you and I both met for the first time at the same time, and her talk was nuts. Oh man, um, she, so we we met Charlotte at um, FF Conf 2019. Yeah, Remy's Remy's event, Remy yeah. Shop, and that was um, you know we saw Charlotte and um, like she just blew us away with like so many cool applications for her creative kind of mind, and I think we were just like I think we messaged each other there and then we're like we, we have to get yeah, Charlotte yeah, yeah. to come I and speak. Remember that, and then um, she tweeted this the other day. She was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe. I left my kiln on a thousand degrees C for a week and it's turned the carbon crucible to dust. I was like, man, that's a, that's a hell of an office problem. Yeah. My biggest office problem would be, ah, oh, I forgot to put my battery on charge for my mouse. Yeah. Or I left the printer on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, um, so yeah, that's, that's not things that you ever hear programmers say, is it really? Uh, yeah, and then finally, the uh, I guess, um, the one that's going to be, I guess, most left field Obviously, all of our speakers are incredible, but I think the, the last speaker is just quite different to, I think, what anyone would normally expect. Yeah, so we usually try and end the day on a bit of a thought piece. And, yeah. uh, and you know, in the, in the past, we've had some really awesome... Alberta was a really, really great... Just poignant and quite somber. Yeah, she did a fantastic talk on, you know, what happens... What's your digital afterlife like? Uh, afterlife like? So, you know, what happens when you die and, and mm -hmm. what, what do you leave behind? And really, like, okay, it might be slightly somber, but it's quite an important conversation to be having. Really. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so this... This year, who do we have, Harry? Uh, we got my pal, Mr. Bingo, oh, which is going to be great. Um, me and Bingo met uh, 2018, maybe, in Berlin. Yeah. And again, just instant pals. We was were, that beyond Telerand or no? It wasn't. It was um, uh, the awards, awards ah, event right. in Berlin, which I was a complete fish out of water. There. I was by far the most technical guy right. in, in the lineup. And I'm not particularly technical, right? Mm. As in... 
I'm front-end performance. I'm not like deep in the weeds, heavy JavaScript or anything. So I was complete fish out of water. And the person I gelled with the most and the most immediately was Mr. Bingo. Um, he is incredibly down to earth for a guy who has such a big kind of presence and yeah. such a big, I don't know, I don't know. I just was completely stunned by just what a, what a lovely chap he was. And we became pals. And then uh, I think a few bottles of wine into our evening in, in Paris, <laughs> you and I, when we went for a little um, uh, work trip to Paris, after a, after a, after a very good bottle of wine, it was like, you know, it'd be cool to get for all day. Hey, bingo! And I was like, oh my god, bingo! <laughs> yeah. And I sent him a message from the dinner table, yeah. and he replied immediately, like, yep, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and I'm I, so grateful. I can't wait for this. Well, the thing the thing is with bingo is that um, I, I kind of knew about bingo and his art uh, a long time before I ever met him. I met him at um, a glug event actually, um, oh, okay. a glug event in in Leeds quite a few years ago. Um, and obviously, you know, he, his his presentation style is just so cool and, and so well delivered. Um, so when that was a, a yes, I, I think I had a little fanboy moment, and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm super happy about that. Um, so yeah, what a lineup! Can't wait, absolutely what? can't wait. And um, well, I guess as we are recording a podcast, even we don't know what some of the talks are going to be. So we're no. still waiting on a couple of talks from people who we've not approached them yet, yeah. or you know, um, we've told them you know you got a while to decide. There's no rush. Um, so bingo, we don't know what he's going to speak about yet. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure even if he just did a 45-minute Q&A or just freestyled anything for 45 minutes, it'll be a treat because I think it'll be a really great way to close the event. Absolutely, and I, I, always, I think it's always nice to close on something that makes people think a bit more. And I mean, obviously, the, the really deep technical topics are really important and people need to learn. learn and that's mainly why people are there, right, for yeah. the, the technical stuff. Exactly. In fact, I'm going to give a shout-out. Really good friend of mine, Mark Teeler, runs the Beyond Teller and events, and I got... Um, uh, I got mainly the idea to have this kind of more philosophical or more creative right. closing talk from him. Now, he does it a little differently. He does an evening session, so you right, okay. wrap, we wrap up the conference, go out for dinner, come back and watch an evening thing with the kind of, not necessarily headline speaker, he doesn't do things like that, but yeah. the idea of closing the event on a slightly more thoughtful piece or, or creative, for want of a better word, yeah, um, yeah stole that straight from Mark. And it's a, it works well, right? Yeah, I mean, as I said, it's, and it's also, you know, people have been sitting down for a long time and, and it's not that, you know, another technical talk would be too much, but it's always nice just to kind of go, right, well, let's just think about the bigger picture here and then let's let's kind of, you know, for those that want to kind of go go for a drink after and, and, and kind of discuss further. Um, also, I think there's an aspect of, and this is subjective and quite personal to me, I really like when when you attend, attend an event, yeah. you've only got so much choice about what you're going to see, right? Yeah, so course. you might... You might pick a conference thinking, well, I know 35% of the speakers or whatever. That remaining 65% is going to be stuff that you wouldn't have thought to go and see. Yeah. And that's a real treat sometimes. It's like, oh my goodness, I would have never picked this. Yeah, absolutely. But it turns out I love it. Yeah. And stuff you don't know, you don't expect or you don't know you're going to love it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, some people pick out things like, you know, React-based talks and the things that you want to learn generally more about. And obviously at frameworks like that that move so fast, it's good to have those kind of talks. But equally, definitely the, the kind of, I don't want to say general, but kind of more broader topics are always quite interesting. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so might be worth mentioning very quickly the after party. So we have, a, we have the after party after the, after the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always nice for us because it's kind of like, cool, oh, that's yeah. over. You know, um, I, I accidentally said it when I was speaking in last year. I was like, so we'll get the conference out of the way with and we'll go for a drink oh, after. you did, you did. And I, and I, I totally didn't mean that. <laughs> a minor inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. But it is always nice to kind of look back on a successful event and, and kind of, if the speakers um, feel happy to do so, they can kind of meet some of the attendees and everyone can just have a bit of a chat and a wind down, which is, which is nice. And the speakers always come along. Yeah. 
Cause, oh yeah, because well, that's another reason I, I picked the lineup mainly based on. Well, not mainly. I'll take that back immediately. A large part of yeah. my curation process is: Are all these people going to get along with each other? Yeah. Are they outgoing? Uh, because it does add to that entire feeling of the event. Yeah. When you see, um, you see it all the time after parties, and none of the speakers bother turning up. It mm. feels a bit like us versus them. Yeah. Whereas everyone that we've had historically and hopefully continues to be that way everyone we've had in all day hey they love to pitch in roll their sleeves everyone always attends the dinner everyone yeah. always goes to the after party because yeah. it is just like they either are friends already or they are friends of friends or they're just they're going to become friends because of the nature of who they all are yeah it's absolutely. really great to see well i mean i, I met remy and i mean remy got chatting and he's like got to come to ffcon yeah. uh, i don't think he was just trying to flog me a ticket either i think it was uh, i think it was a bit more than i think it was genuine <laughs> i did too yeah remy's um, remy's an angel no of course and i i think uh, that's always a nice thing you know everyone kind of gets on really well and and uh, it's always a nice nice vibe isn't mm-hmm. it oh and the after party isn't it cracking venue as well oh yeah so, um, so that's always nice yeah so we do it at Hedrick House which is where Oxclaw's based in um, we've actually got Redonda Beach this year um, which is fantastic so Sweet. it's the, the cool kind of rooftop cocktail bar area um, I'm sure it'll be pissing it down but yeah yeah but even if, well, I mean it's got the insidey bit as well right oh yeah totally that's yeah I forgot about that we, we normally have the um the, the gig space but yeah. now we've got the full on upstairs bar that's incredible I know and um, I, I was chatting to my friend Hannah who runs um, Baywatch DJs <laughs> which is a really cool Leeds based DJ collective these uh, these two amazing uh, amazing ladies and they're going to come and just DJ for us at the after party uh, which, is, which is fantastic I don't think I've even told you that yet actually no I'm learning this in real time yeah I'm looking forward yeah um, can I jump in I forgot to mention something yeah I forgot to mention something the, um, the after party is after the event right Yes. Before yes. the event this year, first time ever, Yeah, we've got a workshop, haven't we? Oh, of course. Of Vitaly course. Friedman is running a workshop, and we've never had one before, so um, tickets will be going out. Well, by the time this uh, podcast is out, the tickets will be there, but um, check the site. There's a yeah. brand new, never-seen-before hyperlink which says workshop, <laughs> and you yeah. can go and buy a workshop ticket. Full day with Vitaly Friedman. Yeah. Uh, that'll be amazing. That's going to be mega, and it's, it's such a cool venue as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, out of Duke Studios. Yeah. Um, who I've had a space in their, their office for, their co-working space for five years now. Yeah. Um, they've given us a, uh, or they've worked with us to supply the, the venue for that, for the workshop. So there's limited heads. I think it's going to be 20, maybe 25 yeah. um, headcount max. So uh, yeah, don't don't wait around for that. That'd be really cool. And that, that for us really is just a, a way to kind of bring more value. You know, like, oh, we've got a Vitaly here. Like it'd be daft not to try and, you know, make the most of it really. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. Squeeze him for every last drop. Exactly, exactly. Cool. All right. Um, I, I think that's about it. Is there anything else we've forgotten, or is, are we are we good? Uh, I think, based on what we wanted to cover, I think we've done all of it. I mean, it's just about time for you to start doing the washing up. So yeah, I thought seems to be. Uh, I was like, worried that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks very much, Harry, and uh, let, let's do this. And I can't wait. All right. Cheers. Cheers, dude. So that was my chat with Harry Roberts. Uh, together we run All Day Hey together. Tickets are still available for All Day Hey 2020. If you're interested, head to alldayhey.com for tickets and more information. Also, uh, feel free to subscribe to Hey and All Day Hey on the socials. So until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>